welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Molly. I'm Michael. And today we have a little bit of a different episode for you guys. We wanted to touch on social media and reality TV and just how it's all kind of connected and how it's changing over time and all the updates and platforms that there have been and certain social media and the growth in certain channels versus other channels and just some backstory into contestants and the growth and they see in social media we can go into that a little bit later but first we want to talk about some of the news stories from this past week there wasn't a ton but uh, we did see that Sandoval has filmed with the Vanderpump Rules cast during their trip to Lake Tahoe so everyone has been talking about that on TikTok um so Michael what are your thoughts and do you blame the rest of the cast for wanting to film and take pictures with him or in general like seeing Sandoval how does that make you feel yeah so I have kind of two two thoughts the first is that nobody wants to just see Sandoval film by himself next season that would be really boring and as much as we all don't want to necessarily see the rest of the cast make up with him or start to side with him over Ariana for any reason we also want to see him interact with everyone. So I have no issue with him going on the trip. And I don't think most people do. I think where there's a little bit of controversy is that there there have been photos and videos of the rest of the cast, you know, taking pictures with him, with a fan, um, especially people were a little bit upset with Sheena for um, standing right next to him, putting her arm around him. It seemed like they might have made up, but... Sheena's come out and said that it was just taking a photo with a fan. That doesn't mean that everybody's all of a sudden okay with everything that he did. And I think hopefully that's kind of put people at ease a little bit with that. (laughs) She's been very defensive about it, actually, on social media, um, in the comments. And she even posted on her story uh, defending herself about that. And I don't know. I think some people still have a little bit of an issue with it, saying if you have a problem with someone, don't take a photo right next to them and put your arm around them. But personally, I think it's just, it's part of the job. They have to film with him whether they want to or not. In real life, nobody probably would, in the group would have ever spoken to him and, and Rachel again. But because it's their job, they kind of have to film with him. And if Rachel come, ends up coming back, they're going to have to film with her too. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I agree. I think it was probably just the picture and like, because that is their job of being with fans and people like them. So they have to kind of adhere to that, even if Shana, Sheena still has problems with Sandoval, which obviously she probably, she does, as she's saying. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Like, I think people are just blowing it up to bigger proportions than it needs to be. Yeah. And Ariana, for, for what it's worth, has also come out and defended Sheena saying that you know Sheena's a great friend no issue with her taking that photo everything's all good so that's my guess there's there's no issue Ariana and Katie were not on the trip so they have you know don't really know how much they've interacted with him at all but yeah seems like all that was was I think you're right blown blown way out of proportion yes well, I'm just excited for the next season because as we already are seeing things are happening in back end or like behind the scenes stuff. So we can see that they are hanging out together. So that's a good thing too. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I, I'm excited. I think I, I heard on a podcast the other day um, where they were talking about it. Someone said, you know, we don't really know what we want until we see it. Like we, don't, if that makes any sense, like you don't, we don't know whether we want everyone to be to Sandoval to be on the trip until we see Sandoval on the trip. And then we can make a decision, you know, based on how it's shown, whether that's a good thing or not. <laughs> you know, we, we think we know everything. We try to fill in all the blanks, but until we actually see it, we have no idea what's happening right now. They've been filming for weeks now. And so everything could have changed. Who knows? But I'm, I'm excited to see. Yes. So we'll just have to wait until the season comes out. <laughs> but next up on our news is that Bethany Frankel wants to unionize reality stars. So given all the stuff with strikes across the Tagaftra and stuff going on there, I think this is really big in the news right now. So what are your thoughts on that, Michael? 
Yeah, this is really big. The last few days, uh, there's been a lot of talk about this, that Bethany Frankel from originally from Real Housewives in New York has been uh, getting a big push for reality stars to start their own union and, and try to, you know, she feels like, and I think a lot of people feel like reality stars have kind of always been, uh, especially when they first start or, or contestants on shows where they're only on one season, they barely get paid anything. They get um, no uh, residuals when shows are streaming or if there's reruns of them. That I guess that's typically only with you know cable shows that they, during the day, will air reruns. But networks don't really do that. But um, that, that's never really been a thing for reality stars. And with all the talk, like you said, of SAG-AFTRA and the writer's strike, it's kind of been put back into discussion of whether that's right, whether they should be getting residuals for for shows that um, that air reruns, and whether there should be you know better pay for a a contestant or a reality star in in the early days when when they really don't typically make a whole lot. There, a lot of I know housewives have said that they lose money on their first season <laughs> just based on everything they have to pay for clothes and you know and filming and all that like it's you know they spend a lot and so they're not making a whole lot so they end up kind of actually losing money until a couple years in so i don't know i think we're going to be hearing a lot more about this in the coming weeks it's still very early on in her efforts to do that i know she said that you know she's gotten dms and messages from a bunch of other reality stars supporting her she's spoken to attorneys that say she's right with everything that she's trying to do and uh should move forward with it so who knows it could die out in the coming weeks or could become you know a, a much bigger deal that actually seems feasible to, to get done so I don't know what are your thoughts yeah no it's all really interesting to hear because I feel like I mean we also kind of saw an article like from the while a while ago for the love is blind contestants of them saying their treatment and like that kind of stuff I don't know if that has a factor into this union as well um but I just think like in regarding pay like definitely like they don't really get much but I think then it's then the like the shows themselves come back and say well like they're getting this exposure and like that's not really worth like you can't really put a money dollar value I guess on that necessarily until like you see those ratings or you see like the viewership on the shows so I don't know it's kind of like a for reality tv I feel like it's a little bit tricky in a way because so many different shows are happening too that it's like how are they gonna like make it more even or is it just gonna be like general how they do it it's just like I don't know it just we'll have to see how it all plays out but yeah it's just a little thought I had yeah no I, I I think it's a it's a conversation because it's very different you know reality tv versus scripted reality stars I mean I think also the networks might say like they're kind of replaceable I think a lot of what Bethany is saying makes sense and um, we'll just have to kind of see if it if it turns into anything. Yeah. Another just wait and see what happens. <laughs> I know. I feel like that's with everything. It's yeah. <laughs> everything changes. Tomorrow everything could could uh, be totally different. Who knows? <laughs> yes. And then lastly on our news for this week, we're not totally sure if this is confirmed or not confirmed yet for sure, but we have a Dumois post about Michael A. and Danielle from Bachelor in Paradise this past season essentially splitting. And they were the ones, the only one, I think the couple that still last from last season. Um, but they, she, Danielle moved to Ohio to be with Michael. So mm -hmm. I don't know what went wrong because, like, it really did seem like they were strong. Um, but if they broke up, then that's sad because I was rooting for them. But I don't know. We'll have to just see if it's actually true or not when they confirm it themselves or I guess like an article come out about it. But what do you think, Michael? Do you think they broke up? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There's no way for us to really know other than this one Dumois post. Um, I, I guess people had been speculating a little bit about it before that because I guess they hadn't been posting each other as much. But 
I mean, it's sad because that's kind of the couple we got so much screen time with them last season. And, you know, Danielle came in really just for Michael and they never had any drama between them during the season that I remember. It seemed like she just kind of came in and immediately went to Michael and they didn't even have to do the split week. Like they got a lot of preferential treatment. <laughs> and yeah. so it seemed like the show was really pushing them to, to be a couple and, and stay together and be a success story from paradise. So yeah, it would be sad if they didn't even last a year that, that, that would kind of be a little anticlimactic after all that, but <laughs> hoping for the best for them. Yes. But we'll see. I don't know if all the Dumois posts are come out true. I don't think like that's not like a thing. So I don't. I mean, I'm not always a not thing. All. Like I know they. What? There's a lot that that do. I mean, I think generally speaking, there's always at least kind of a grain of truth. It seems like in a lot of what Dumois posts, but yeah, definitely not all. So it certainly we won't know for sure until we hear from one of them. Yeah. We'll see, because I mean, there's there's other speculations with people like when we talked about previously with Matt and Rachel, that was never in a Dumois post, but people were seeing that they weren't posting each other and all that stuff. But then it, obviously they're still together. Um, it's, it was confirmed from them. They were like, we just were busy doing our own lives. And then like we we're still dating. We just weren't together all the time. Um, and so people just like to speculate things all the time, um, which can now segue into social media and how that really has an impact on how we see it or how we see people. So do you want to get into talking about more about social media? Let's do it. Cool. So first, let's just talk about a brief history of when social media started and when reality TV, we were in reality TV at the time. So do you want to run through some of the history there for us? Yeah. So Reality TV as we know it today, I would say, really started with the real world back in 1992. And there were other shows before that, like um, I think it was called This American Life or Amer An American Family, um, something to that effect. And, you know, there was stuff like Candid Camera that was on before that was unscripted, but very different from what we know today, where we're really, you know, getting into... A, a group of people or one person's life and really getting to know them and seeing how they interact with other people real people and that really started with the real world and having that confessional camera you know all, all of that that we that is just kind of known today on on most reality shows um then you know survivor and big brother started in 2000 that was a big year with two shows that are still on and very very popular today that we both love um bachelor started 2002 and then the real housewives started 2006 and that obviously started you know this whole kind of docu soap type of show and and bachelor started the dating format you know very much uh popularized that so that was kind of you know just for markers of to kind of give uh, a little bit of a basis for when that all began then social media came a little bit later so facebook was founded 2004 twitter founded 2006 instagram 2010 and then tiktok most recently 2016 now all of these i would say really didn't become super popular until probably three or four years after they were founded yeah. so that's kind of to to give y'all an idea of that. Um, and, you know, social media has obviously, we'll get into, but changed significantly since it first started. And, you know, when they first came out, I don't think it was anywhere near where it is today in terms of the toxicity <laughs> and the popularity of it and how it's just ingrained into these shows. Um, but that's kind of to give you all an idea of how, you know, when most of these shows first began, social media was not around or, or at least not nearly as, as popular as it was now. So a lot of what we're going to talk about, um, really is kind of comparing when those shows first began to, to now decades later, where we are now. Yes. Yeah, no, it's interesting 
just, I mean, I work in the social media space. So it's interesting to see like, even on a day-to-day basis, how many changes there are like, but just over time, like social media obviously has evolved and changed a lot, which has been evident and seeing the shows grow as well. And like what we're seeing in now and watching reality TV and reality and seeing them have social platforms. So do you think like it is important or do you think, what do you think about people going on to reality TV to kind of try to gain those Instagram or TikTok or just social media followers in general to monetize off of that and not necessarily always thinking about like the show themselves, like mm-hmm. they're going on it kind of to gain popularity for themselves. I mean, like you always hope that people when they're coming on are coming on for the love of the game or if they're, you know, for a competition show or, you know, if they're going on a, a show like Real Housewives that they're going on, you know, to uh, to have the experience of it. And really, a lot of people, of course, are at least partially going on for the exposure, for the followers, for, you know, to build a brand, to get uh uh what's it called when brands come to them <laughs> uh, sponsorship? yeah or like sponsorship. Or bra- they, yeah like partnerships oh, part- partnerships yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> thank you um you know a lot of people that's at least in the back of their mind as, as something that they hope to get out of this and i don't have as much of a problem with it i think as a lot of people do only because a lot of people when they first started these shows back in the early 2000s and before any of this existed they were still going on to get famous whether it was through you know it, obviously social media wasn't a thing there wasn't as much of a way to monetize it as easily but people went on hoping to be a well-known name hoping to yeah. you know be in commercials or be an actor or or who knows but there was a similar idea that they had that you know i think a lot of people say oh back in the day no we you know we didn't go on for followers social but it's self-righteous in that way because it's easy to say because it didn't exist but yeah. if it had existed back then they would have gone on for the same reasons like i i just think it nothing's changed in the mentality only the ability to monetize it has increased so significantly that I think that's the big difference. And I just can't blame anyone for doing that. I think if I were to go on, yeah, I think that would certainly be a, a perk of it, if nothing else. So I don't know. Yeah, you- no, I agree with that. Because I also think that, I mean, anyone who's going on a reality TV show, like they have to film usually for like extensive period of time. So they're going to have to quit whatever they were doing or take like a long leave of absence for their job if they had like a more typical nine to five type role in a in the job they had prior to going on to reality tv so i think going into it if you're trying to kind of get away from whatever career path you're already in like it is a good stepping stone into that for just having that next like if you want to become an influencer like try to go for it like that's fine if you want to try to go on TV and like have more of an acting role, like people will then see you because you're being shown in another TV show, but it's not necessarily like a scripted show, but it's still a show. Um, and I think like, I don't have a problem with it either. Like the only time when it's like kind of annoying is if it's like when we saw in bachelor in paradise with Brendan and Um, hyper when they were having that conversation like blatantly on the show like they could have easily just dated outside of the show and not had like brendan didn't have to hurt natasha through the process of that and i think that's when it comes to the expense of like someone else's feelings it's like that's not a good thing um but and that happens i guess also a lot in the bachelor bachelorette world because you don't always know someone's intentions like are you here for the right reasons like all that kind of stuff but like no one really is there exactly for the right reasons in my opinion because you don't know like you don't know this person yet like how do you know you're not gonna like you're you are gonna or you aren't going to fall in love with someone like you just have to see it through and so if you do go on to the shows that are related to kind of the finding love stuff like 
you kind of go into it just wanting that exposure in my opinion and i don't like especially now because of how social media has grown and the monetizing and how they can really make money from it and obviously not everyone is going to come out like that but they can try at least they're like kind of hope for it in a way in their minds of like maybe this could happen and i don't think it's so such a bad thing when people talk about it like that too no i'm really glad you brought up the the piper and brendan situation because i think there is such a difference there yeah. because it's not the fact that they were talking about followers everyone on that beach i'm sure had a very similar conversation of how many followers do you have how many did you have when you left uh, how many do you think we'll have when we get out like everyone's yeah. having that conversation as we know by big brother when we have the live feeds we you know in recent years we've always heard that conversation happen mm-hmm. but the difference is there with with piper and brendan and we've seen a couple other times on shows like this that they came in with the intention that i'm just gonna fake this until you get here and then you know whatever relationship i'm in at that time i'm just going to drop them and date you and so they had that end goal all planned out and yeah hurt natasha in the process who really thought that she was developing a real relationship with brendan and so when people do things like that yeah that's terrible and that shows that you've gone too far in wanting to go there for followers because you don't care how you get there you just want to be in a successful relationship because people in successful relationships from these shows usually have the most followers because people want to follow your relationship and see you know what happens if they're if they break up or whatever people want to keep updated with you and so yeah that's that's when it something like that goes too far and i also think you know people that go on big brother or survivor less so on survivor it seems like recently we haven't seen a lot of this but on big brother people who just go there for a vacation and for followers and then just don't play the game like they don't care like they just keep saying i just want to make it to jury i just want to make it to jury that's so annoying because it's like you want at least people even if followers is a perk you want people that are really gonna get into it and really play the game and that's i think yeah the the kind of the difference there yeah definitely and i think it's interesting because i don't know if you were watching it but on the bachelor data instagram account when that all was happening with Bachelor in Paradise, mm-hmm. like how much decline of growth they were having, or like not growth, like the, the degrowth of it, of their followers. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they were losing a lot of followers yeah. there. And that, I already had followed Bachelor Data, but prior to that, but she posted like a graphic about how she was gaining a lot of followers during this because everyone was wanting to see the drama there and like how much Natasha was gaining in the meantime. So it was just like, it was an interesting chart there. So speaking of bachelor data, we do have some charts we wanted to discuss overall about some of the trends we've seen lately in terms of how there have been lower follower counts coming out of the shows recently than there have been previously, especially in the bachelor world. So do you want to talk about some of those stats there, Michael? Yes. So I have them pulled up. (laughs) Um, So this is for Bachelorette after episode four of the last, I think, four seasons, four or five seasons um, since the Bachelor Data Instagram account has existed. Uh, So that's where we currently are now on the current season of Bachelorette. Now we're... uh, a couple of these it's not exactly like some of them it's like 24 hours after the fourth episode or versus 48 hours after the fourth episode but it's pretty close close enough that i think we can compare it pretty easily um so back in claire season this was before Tasha took over so it was claire season at the time <laughs> um the partner dale at the time um after one week after episode three so this is right before episode four aired um had dale had 348,000 followers already at that point uh the next highest was uh bennett who had 62,000 followed by blake moines at 51,000 uh a year later on um was the KD season that came next? I, I have these out of order, sorry. 
Um, yeah. Is that right? KDC um, that I think that's right. Yeah. 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 So KD season. Um, okay. Well, this is not quite a fair comparison, but Blake again <laughs> at that time had one hundred sixty-five thousand, but Greg, who that is a fair comparison had 146,000 so he was the highest of someone who wasn't already on a season prior uh followed by Michael who had 39,000 then after that came Michelle's season later that year that same year um Nate was the highest at 62,000 at that time uh followed by Clayton at 37,000 then next was Gabby and Rachel's season Nate was the highest at this time with 20,000. Tino had 14,000, followed by Eric at 11,000. And then this current season, the highest right now is Joey at 27,000, followed by Brayden at 11,000, and John B at 10,000, or almost 11,000. So, I mean, you can see how, I mean, just what, four, three years ago? that Dale went from the highest at 348,000 to now Joey at the highest at only 27,000. So that's a pretty significant difference in just three years to have that much of a discrepancy there. And I guess the question is, do you think that it is more so the ratings of The Bachelor having gone down significantly that is the cause of that? Or is it the fact that Instagram itself just isn't as popular as it was three years ago? I think there's both as a factor into that. Like, I think, of course, like the ratings for this season obviously are a lot lower than they have been. Like, I've barely, I'm watching it, but, like, I barely want to. At this point, I'm like, okay, this is kind of boring. Um, But, um, I don't know. I think also a big factor is, like, the use of other social media platforms. Like, with TikTok coming up and becoming bigger as well, I think less people are following influencers on Instagram and more gravitating to influencers onto TikTok. Um, So, I think that has a factor. I mean... They don't also in the bachelor like with the contestants this season like i don't even see them on tiktok so i don't think it's really that like that for this season in particular but like in general i think that's what we're seeing like with in the past like for the bachelor seasons i've seen a lot of the girls from zach season on tiktok but i like and i follow some of them on tiktok but i don't follow them on instagram so i think it's like user habit as well in just platforms that are existent in that space or in like just the content space of like what people want to produce um and I love Instagram and I still I would say Instagram is still my number one social media app but I know some people who prefer now using TikTok over social over Instagram but I know that in general like the ratings I think has been a really big factor into those followers just because they're not getting that as high of exposure if the show isn't doing as well um but I also just think like in general like because it hasn't become it isn't as popular now like that's also a factor yeah I think it's a combination of both it's because I think that there are still times like say Taylor Hale on Big Brother last season she got Excuse me, she got a ton of followers from this season because she was so popular. And I think that there are still kind of exceptions to the rule with cases like that. And, you know, look, Ariana Maddox, after, you know, right after Scandaval dropped, when she she deleted her Instagram for a while, but when she got it back, she went from 1.3 million to now over 2 million in just the span of a few months. Uh, she gained 700,000 followers. And I mean, she already had over, you know, 1.3 million. So it wasn't like she, you know, came from nothing. A bunch of most Vanderpump Rules fans already followed her. So that 700,000 was really just from people who found the show after Scandaval hit. So that kind of sample size much smaller. Um, So I think there's still kind of times when people gain tons of followers on Instagram from being on shows like this. But the days of, just kind of expecting the top five or six from every bachelor season to have 
you know, over half a million followers after the season over, those days are kind of over, I think. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, a combination of TikTok being much more popular and also just the show not having the same level of engagement as it used to. Um, I mean, as evidenced by the ratings. And it's hard to compare that because people are watching in so many different ways than they used to. But I think you can easily compare the last couple of years, at least, the ratings, because all those platforms have existed for, you know, a few years at this point. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, it's kind of a combination of just the changing times. Yeah. I know. It's also, I just took a look at Taylor Hale's Instagram follower account. And so she has 215,000. Which, like, you would think she would have more because of how popular she came yeah. out of the show. But, like, 215, like, that sounds like not a lot. But, like, I mean, still it's a lot. But, like, comparatively to, like, other big contestants, like, who've had, like, close to a million on, or, like, basically, like, I feel like she's that kind of, like, the popularity she got from Big Brother. Like, I would have thought she would have a million. Yeah, probably if she had been on... I would say around season 16, 17, 18 of Big Brother, when probably Instagram, or maybe that's a little too early, like maybe around like season like 18 through 20, which would be 2016 through 2018, I think she would have probably had close to a million at this point. Because I just remember, especially season 20, I don't know why I distinctly remember this, just right after the season aired, I was looking to see like, you know, how many followers everyone had at that point. And I mean, everyone had probably at least three, four hundred thousand. Um, because Big Brother is one of those shows where you just get so invested in these yeah. people. And so more than even most other shows, even the early outs, you want to you you care enough about to probably follow on Instagram. Um but yeah, I mean these days I feel like most people coming out maybe you're lucky if they have from from big brother i'm talking about um, yeah it's all with the decline of usage i guess of instagram i would say with that and like or just like because of popularity there because that's just unfortunate based on timing for taylor i would say like if she like yeah. just based on that like she's still doing so much elsewhere like i don't think instagram needs like she doesn't need as many followers on instagram because she has so much other stuff going on Is too yeah, she does have TikTok, I think, but I don't know if it's that big. But I feel like yeah. she just has, like, with hostings of, of other things or yeah. just, like, general. Oh, yeah, she's doing great. I'm not. Yeah, she's, she's great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because, like, that decline, like, really has shown not just on Bachelor, but, like, across multiple shows. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Well, moving into the next thing is where do we draw the line between fans going on social media and expressing their opinions on shows or interacting with the stars versus fans going too far and attacking them. Yeah, this is a big topic, I feel like, yeah. lately in social media, in reality TV worlds, because fans these days feel so entitled to everyone caring about their opinions. <laughs> and I think it's fine for fans to express, you know, on, like, say, a show like Survivor, for example. Like, people have been very vocal about their dislike of the twists on on shows like Survivor or Big Brother, even. And they will express those opinions largely so that producers hopefully will see them, see that they're not being well-received, and make those changes for future seasons. And I think things like that is great. That's the best way to use social media for reality TV, I think, is to not attack, not <laughs> personally attack these people and give send them death threats because you think you're anonymous. That's horrible. But for people to express their opinion and say, hey, I really think this twist is unfair. Or, you know, this person saying this comment is offensive and, you know, they should be called out for it. Fine. <laughs> but to then go far and try to find their job and get them fired 
or find their address and so people can like find them is is horrible and i think that's the line where people cross sometimes that can be really scary you know this was a big topic with vanderpump rules going back to that with scannaval you know of people attacking rachel and you know her then going to a mental health facility and you know saying like should we lay off of her like what she did was horrible but like we don't want anything to happen and you know i think it's an interesting conversation because there's not a clear line of uh, you know what is too far yeah no i definitely think that because social media like your face isn't necessarily like attached to it all the time like people think that they can be meaner in like in the social in that like technology setting than in just real life which like if you were to meet Rachel in real life you like wouldn't say those kind of things to her in person versus like you can do that just by sending like a comment to someone and like I think there has to be like more people have to be more self-aware I would say of like the things that they're sharing online and how that can be really impactful on someone's mental health and a lot of that like people just don't realize what they're doing is so harmful. Um, and it's not just for the reality TV stars. Like I think it's just, this is a general problem in social media yeah. and like anyone who has a following and just how much hate comments you could see that are like, just so rude that they're like, and they don't really come out of anything. It's just like, what, what is this for? Um, but yeah, so just for in general, like I feel like people, don't need to comment as many negative things as they can or like because like how people kind of everyone has the right to their own opinions but like you don't always have to like express it in like in a comment section you know like it's like just kind of leave it to be in your own head like don't try to start the drama or start, don't try to like be rude and ruin someone's mental health for it I agree. And I think, you know, this is a problem outside of reality TV, too. But I do think that social media and reality TV kind of have a unique relationship because a lot of times with reality TV, we feel like we really know these people. Yeah. Versus like if we're watching scripted TV with actors or like a movie with, you know, a big movie star, they're playing a character. And so most people realize, okay, if the character does something terrible, it's not the actor's fault. And actors and, you know, celebrities do often also say controversial things that are talked about on social media. But with reality TV also, part of their job, too, I think, is interacting with the fans. And a lot of times they're told by networks, you know, we want you to live tweet this episode. Or sometimes they will take it upon themselves to get in social media battles on Twitter and Instagram, as we talked about last week with, you know, Amanda and Tori from The Challenge. They got into a huge social media fight, and then because of that, they took it to social media, so then social media will comment on it and talk about it, and, you know, they've opened the door to that, yes, but there is still that line, I think, of, you know, a certain level of, of hate that's just uncalled for and can lead to really bad things that the people saying it might not even realize or intend because they go back to their normal life they comment you know they troll and then they don't think about it five minutes later but the people who you're saying that about are going to possibly see that comment and, and it could really hurt them and they you know think about it all day you know so people sometimes don't realize that their words do have that level of of uh meaning for that person yeah no for sure and then going into the next thing just about how you think if anyone going on to these shows like has changed their behavior based on how they want to be perceived and like having social media impact that overall do you think that's like positive or negative and i think it could be either you know yeah. certain people do i think especially on shows where they come back season after season so a show like housewives or even the challenge where you know people come back season after season um people often i think look at social media while a season is airing 
and they see, okay, this person is the fan favorite. This person is disliked. You know, the audience seemed to really not like when I went after this person, but they were on my side when I went after this one. And then you, funny enough, see the following season, all of a sudden, oh, they've made up with this person. And then now they're fighting with this one who was their best friend a year ago. And it's like, well, is that really organic? Or did you just see on social media that people disliked this person? So now you're going to go after them. That's where social media, I think, can hurt these shows because people some people will just kind of base their own opinions on what they see the audience's general opinion is but i think it can also help because you know certain people might not realize that they're coming off a certain way or you know it can really kind of actually i think if you watch yourself back with a critical eye it can actually improve you as a person to you know change the things you don't like about yourself and uh and, and try to you know do better so i think it it can go either way just kind of depending on how how you think about it what about you yeah that's what i agree with that as well because i mean social media does have an impact on that which is like obviously gonna happen like you can't really avoid that and i think it just has to be like what like it just in general like maybe that's not what you would want to see happen like someone changing their opinion on someone just because of that but that's the reality of it so you just kind of have to accept it and just like realize like that's what they're seeing and that's how they want to be so like that's fine um but I don't like read too much into it usually I'm just like okay like that's just what happened and that's how it is yeah. <laughs> it really be a bad thing like that might not even be super intentional it could be more that they see what everyone else is saying yeah and they're like whoa wow actually you know i was defending this person but really you know what other people were saying is kind of right about them you know and (laughs) i see it differently now so you know it's hard to tell you can't you can never really tell how the reason why someone you know acts a certain way and what they were thinking at that moment but yeah for sure and then for how I don't know in recent years like a lot of things have been coming out about people or like people go look back in people's histories about certain things that have been shared on social media so social media has had really a big impact on to other aspects not just of what is shown or like what you're seeing on a show but like the background of people and getting people fired or other um and specific things like related to the people of the shows like what are your thoughts on that and how impactful that is of like people's past behaviors yeah i mean that's been a huge thing recently especially i would say since 2020 that people will go back into these stars twitter you know timelines and instagram posts and going back as far as you know 10 15 years as long as these social networks have been around and finding old very offensive comments that they've made and i think it's a great thing to have that come back and now we're looking at it you know in 2023 lens and certain things that people would have might have seen thought not thought that much about back 10 years ago now you look at very differently and I think you have to take it by case by case basis and but overall I think it's a really positive thing that people are being held accountable for for their past actions and um you know we've we've definitely been seeing a lot of that lately Yes, I agree. I think sometimes it's like taken a little bit too far, but overall, like I think it is good to know. I mean, especially what we we're saying about like you have to really be aware of what you're sharing out on the internet because anything can come back, and if you don't want it there, like then don't post in the first place, or then make sure you remove it prior to going on to a show because people are gonna find it. Um, but I just think like in general, like it's interesting, like were all these person per, like like what's the word um I the um like we can PIs like we're basically like looking into like people's histories and like going into 
their past that's like maybe not so important now but like people just want to find something and people also can share over on on twitter or other platforms about their thoughts on the the twists and other stuff going on in the show that can actually help impact the show itself and just like the growth and just like evolving of the show which i think is a really positive thing as well just seeing people's opinions and then having those being taken into consideration so there's positive aspects too into like the criticism but like positive criticism in a way of like well this actually could be better yeah definitely i think on survivor we saw a great example of that with um the island of extinction which um you know came back for the winners at war season and people even before the season started were really really big um were vocal about that they did not want that to become a regular twist for survivor because i think there had been comments by jeffs that he really likes this twist and he would want it to, to continue in future seasons and fans were very vocal about disliking it and then i think it was maybe at the premiere party for that season that jeff was asked about it and he said you know he's seen all the comments and you know that they've decided not to bring it back for the foreseeable future so that was a time when i think the fans were heard and something like that really actually changed the trajectory of the show and now that we've seen a few seasons in the new era you know people can comment of whether you know we actually won or lost that battle <laughs> but um i think that's a great example of of yeah just social media really actually impacting the show because who knows if social media didn't exist and there wasn't such an easy way for jeff or the producers to see how fans were feeling about you know the show whether that would have just continued because they wouldn't have known that people didn't like it yeah for sure and also with related to the bachelor season i feel like especially and big brother i think too getting more diverse casts has been a really big vocal part of what people are sharing in casting and just in their thoughts overall like now we see a lot like with the lead like with charity she is a black woman like we're seeing more diversity now, but I think historically, like there really hadn't been, and there's still like a lot of growth to happen. But I think it's getting better in a way of like continuing to cast more diverse people onto the shows, so that it's not just white people, pretty much. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's another product of 2020 that was very positive was the fact that there were there's been. A lot more diversity um, on on both The Bachelor and then also CBS shows now have a fifty percent um, uh, uh, minimum of non-white contestants, which I think is fantastic and should go up. <laughs> um, and we've seen, you know, on Big Brother. However, since that, the last two seasons, we've had two black winners since then. So it just shows that, you know, it wasn't anything the fact that we hadn't had one for the first 22 years was for no other reason than just the fact that they didn't have enough non-white contestants on these seasons and and that just shows how um and on survivor too we've had very diverse winners um ever ever since the new era since that minimum and i know behind the scenes there have been a lot of changes so i think yeah that's another very positive um product of of social media and and hearing people's wants for these shows yeah for sure so just to close this out overall do you think that social media has a positive or negative impact on reality tv and how we're watching and how we see people i think i mean look this is kind of a cop-out but i think there's positives and negatives <laughs> i think overall though i would say there's more positives because i think if it's done correctly social media should be a fantastic thing. And I think certainly Twitter's a mess. <laughs> Maybe threads will be better. <laughs> but I think, you know, if they are managed properly and allow people to express their opinions and interact with these reality stars, I think that's such an amazing thing. I think though there just has to be more policing of on these platforms of the hate speech and of you know these extreme horrible 
things that people are saying that, you know, I think as long as people can report those types of comments and get them removed quickly, then I think social media can be super positive and super successful um, in, in aiding the experience of watching these shows. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And I think that there also are limitations you can place, like putting comments off on com and yeah. posts or in videos that you're sharing just so you can limit that and like help your own mental health. If you're seeing a lot of that, like just remove it and then you could be fine with that. But I mean, obviously like better content moderation would be better before the extent of removing comments entirely. But I think in general, like social media is really good for reality TV and just like that you can just see so much more into the people's lives that you want to follow and get to continue that after the show. And I think that really helps like foster that more of like feeling like, you know, this person after you're watching them and then you can continue that. And I think that's a positive with that because otherwise you're not going to really get to see them anymore unless you follow them. And also with, in terms of the shows and just in general with, like what we're saying, so Survivor, like people didn't want the item extinction. So like extinction, 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 I cannot speak. So basically like, well, then they went and removed it, which is great. So I think in general, like there are more positives, just making sure that people are nicer online pretty much. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear any thoughts that you have about this. Leave them down in our comment section. And we'll just be excited to hear what you had to say. And follow us on Instagram. Let's chat reality. And we'll talk to you all next week. Chat with you all next week. Bye. Bye.